you know why we're here. Why are we here, babe? What do we have to talk about? I don't even know which angle we're going to go with this. But needless to say, we will be talking about the slap herd around the world. We will be right back. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Love, Sex, and Applied Behavior Analysis, the podcast where pop culture and ABA meet. Yay! I just want to say before we start that if you, like, we're the components of this. If you, if I am your your season two co-host and you are the ABA piece of this, me being the love, sex, and pop culture piece of this is so ironic <laughs> because I am never up to date. On anything that has to do <laughs> with pop culture girl yeah but in this case i was about to say well we got we got literally like board. slapped with it <laughs> no <laughs> pun intended like d- like we were chilling yesterday mm-hmm. being productive Barely. <laughs> and we kept on getting hit with all this stuff yes okay so if you've been living under a rock the oscars happened on sunday and Will or and Chris Rock, um, who is a black comedian, made a joke about Jada Pickett Smith's hair, um, saying that she looks like GI Jane. Um, for context, Jada Pickett Smith is a black woman. Um, she is someone who has alopecia, um, and it sounds like for like the entire like arena or whatever people were like laughing and stuff like that and jada from the little bit that i saw of her she just did not laugh at all like she looked really uncomfortable and then will smith um you know galloped uh on the stage not gallop what's the word i'm looking for he like was like a slow walk glide glide glide, yeah yeah. and um he slapped the shit out of chris rock and chris rock was stunned and then as as he i mean and then um will smith proceeded to um yell keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth a few times so that's kind of like the general whatever so babe i love though that for you to not know about pop culture or really like be on it that like you're like this has like gotten you like (laughs) like rolling because you're also really passionate about like multiple things being true at once you're really yes. passionate about the nuances of certain yes. things you're passionate about sitting things out that have nothing to do with yes. you you're passionate about calling people in um so yeah i'm excited and to kind of passionate about the culture yeah and with that yeah. being said i'm gonna give my one note no kidding <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> my one <Uh-oh>. note. <laughs> leave black women alone truly that's it leave black women alone so for me to start with Chris Rock being a black woman, a black woman. Ooh. I was like, being, what? <laughs> Chris Rock being a black man mm-hmm. who stood on one of the most historically whitewashed stages. Hashtag Oscar so white. In national television history. Truly. Clowned a black woman's hair struggles. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to say that Will should have slapped him. I'll hold on to what I'm going to say. Now, for context, 
black women because we are conditioned to um align with european beauty standards correct we have a very um it's a, we have a very interesting relationship with our hair there's a lot of pride that we have in our hair a lot of our value and this is not this is not um on our part correct this is something that is impressed upon us a lot of our value is tied to our hair yes so for that so for jada to have alopecia and for her to lose her hair and have to so in the black community rocking a shortcut is not something that is always this is for cultural context for some people who may not understand it rocking a black of I a mean, shortcut is not always praised by the collective correct it's not something that's bold and daring it's usually um something that is made fun of or mm -hmm. you know people black women are viewed as being more masculine yes or, you know what i mean and and um so for her to have to rock that look and it's not by choice Correct. It's it not like Demi be, Lovato who yeah, right. shaved their head. Like this is, it's very right. different. Again, these very nuances. Right, yeah. Right. And so for this to not be a choice, and obviously she's been pretty vocal about this because her confidence is, like I just said, attached to her hair. And for Chris knowing this now, for those who don't know, back in the day, that. Chris Rock made a documentary about black women mm -hmm. and uh, their hair. Yeah. He's very well aware of black women and the struggles and black women and the relationship with their hair. So for him as a black man to stand on that stage and make fun of Jada's hair, listen. I'm enraged to be quite listen, honest. Disappointment, I think, is not even the word. Truly. For that, for that, I'm gonna say, and people will be mad at me for saying this, he should have been slapped clean out of his shoes. A hundred percent. I be mad a hundred percent so that's that's that well i think there's a certain level of gall i think that individuals have to have to really like embarrass somebody in my in my opinion to your point um specifically again with these nuances um, in front of white people Listen. about something that white people have quite, I mean, white people, I don't know why, uh, first of all, I don't know why a lot of white people don't know this about, you know, their ancestors. They quite literally used to stuff their furniture with our hair. Listen. Like, like our, our hair is such a, um, it's just, it's deep. It's a very mm -hmm. deep relationship that we have. Mm -hmm. um, and so for, I think for me. From birth. That from like literally the time of conception, birth. like there are quite literally people. And before conception. Who interracially yes, date. Yes. partner with someone and immediately think my child is going to have good that hair. Like I just, it's just, it's a lot. And so I think for me, um, I don't know, like, and I'm not one of those people that's like, I don't condone violence because I personally think that if we really dissected even that enough, it's uh, the sentiments are going to be rooted in anti-blackness because who taught us to be violent? Mm -hmm. But that's a whole different thing. It's just for me, I feel like we're like centering a lot of white people on the internet are in black people's business, which is already a no-go for me. And we're centering, quote unquote, violence 
And it's just ironic, especially that it's Will Smith we are talking oh, yeah, about in this that. way. Yeah, we're going to get into that. Because, wow. We're definitely going to get into that violence piece. I want to go back to the alopecia piece because some some white people have jumped in the comments like, well, I have alopecia too, but let me tell you, <sighs> again, for cultural context, um, a white person with alopecia and a black person with alopecia is going to look different. It's going to look different, especially when it comes to a black woman around our, our temple area around uh, our hairline, our forehead area, it's gonna look very different. Those bald patches are gonna be a lot more noticeable and a, and a deep source of embarrassment. And even thinking about, cause I, I believe in impact over intent. Even if we dissect the joke that he actually made, you know Demi Moore got so much clout for yeah. her baldness in that show. Black women, do that. not get that. So get that. anybody saying like, oh, I have alopecia too or anything like that. But your womanhood isn't stripped from that. Me. Like, I, I just, I, I oof, it's so much. So it's you, so you much. You kind of hinted at cultural context, right? Yeah. And I, <laughs> I want to touch on that because, and I said this on the, your Facebook post, is that because the nuances of cultural context elude um the majority a lot of the points that are made are just real reaches absolutely real reaches so now we are um talking about what love and what love isn't and domestic violence and uh roman polanski and woody allen and all of these other characters or that one lady that phd on tiktok that compared him to putin yeah stuff like that yes like and it's because you're missing the nuances of cultural context and if you had those then you'd be able to effectively center effectively. the real issue which is this black woman who has alopecia who was joked about in front of a room full of white people absolutely that and to be quite honest we need to also shift from this black woman who has alopecia, this black woman. That black woman. You're like right. on Martin Luther King Day, all of us are posting, you know, or, you know, when all these big kind of events happen, all of us are posting that Malcolm X quote about black women being the, but no one is living it. Like, stop doing this to black women, period. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Now, what's been your, I have, between <laughs> between oh, last night Girl. and today, I have seen you preach the word of staying out of Black folks' business. Period. Can you uh, highlight some of your uh, conversations that you've had or some of your experiences that you've had? You know, really, most of it has been met with confusion. And I think for me, it's been met with... <laughs> the way you said it, Because it's been met with confusion, ironically, right by behavior analysts. And we know parsimony. It is always what you identify the simplest answer, the simplest meaning, before we go off. It should not be hard to stay out of black people's business. We don't know why, because we do it with white people's business all the time. I don't feel inclined to comment on anything that happens with white people unless it impacts black people. Wanna know why? Because it's not 
my black business. There's this lady on TikTok, and I'm so pissed off because, of course, white women are co-opting this. But there's this lady on TikTok who she be drawing um, little circle circles because you know people sometimes need a visual display. <laughs> yeah. Like, like there literally is black business that, and people feel I think this need, especially in the day and age of social media, to like choose this like fake color blindness at their convenience. And I feel like that is what they're doing with um, this incident. So a lot of the people are posting things like about like being anti-violent. A lot of people are posting about domestic violence. A lot of people are posting about these things um, that quite literally have nothing to do with their non-black business you know or lives. To, to that point is that I don't see this happen when the, <laughs> when these government officials are boxing on the Senate floor, <laughs> like these comments don't come up. You know, when else they don't come up, I'll tell you when white people do this to each other, they don't because as my status said, when um, Tommy Lee Curtis socked the shit out of kid rock for disrespecting his then wife, Pamela Anderson, there were no think pieces. Another incident that we are not seeing about when this violence was happening, when when Ukraine was um, in the forefront of people's minds and this violence was happening to these black people that were over there, think pieces were not written. You know who will did not hit his wife. So why did we need to have these fake white feministic views of violence and like it's just. So again, I, I I I told somebody to say today, as a non-black person, this is not for you to speak on. Yeah. And I literally was asked if I can give yes. the the black perspective on that. Number one, we're not a monolith, but I said it's really simple. You're not black. It's not your business. Be quiet. This is during a normal business day we should be working to be quite honest <laughs> now granted we have all been like smothered but it's like there's so many things we could all be doing that have nothing to do with what goes on in blackness because the reality is y'all don't want to learn yes and also the reality is you're not owed that like you're not owed any explanation about any of the nuances that happen with us and again I think this brings me back to my anger with Chris Rock specifically doing this at such a white in such a white space because I don't believe that within the the nature of racism specifically anti-blackness in America I don't believe that white people need to be privy to a lot of these these kind of intimate interactions between us because sure enough like these white people who have alopecia are doing it's like they believe that it's like an invitation mm -hmm. um, and that these nuances are somehow like generalized to them and they're not. Mm -hmm. And white people don't like being told no and neither do non-white people of color. Mm -hmm. And I, especially when it comes to, or specifically rather when it comes to blackness. And I think for me, it's like, we have to get, we have to one, start really understanding intersectionality but really, again, not to even get deep, you're not black. This is about black people. Understand your blind spots. You know what I mean? Like, and, 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 and honor them, embrace them. It's okay 
to not share your ancillary opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay. It's okay for you not to have an opinion. Like, I just, the little Twitter thumbs just, <laughs> or in my case, Facebook thumbs. I just, I don't, I don't get it. This next, this next point, I'm going to have to tread lightly. Okay. I, I guess, because this is about the whole August Alcina point. Well, so I'm why don't sure. you go ahead and introduce the point? So, and then we're going to take a break so I can really think about my thoughts because, you know, I'll just be saying August stuff. Alcina is the gentleman who uh, Jada had an entangle with during uh, her and Will's separation. And uh, he decided to, I guess, I don't know if she cut him off or like somehow he didn't end up with her in the end. And so he, a man scorned, um, took it to the public and aired their dirty laundry. And it kind of forced Jada's hand in that she and Will had to have a red table talk about it. And so a lot of people have been like, oh, well, he didn't slap August Alcina that way, or where was that energy when, or, you know, she's been cheating on him and emasculating him. And no, 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 mm-hmm. no, 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 no. But let us not forget that they both talked about having an arrangement in which they both we're seeing other people, but we forget that on Will's side. And I think it's because, and Will has admitted to being, he's more of a feeling human being. Jada does not, she's, she is a little more um, regimented. She seems less emotional. So obviously she may be more dominant in their dynamic, but that doesn't mean that she's stomping and stepping all over him. That doesn't mean she's emasculating him and all of these things that we've seen. And then the fact that people, people are even bringing August into this. For what? For you know, what? Uh, let's definitely pause here. If you did not listen to, oh, I was ready to ride this thing. the Womblands episode when we were talking Man. about informed <laughs> consent, because that is something that that relationship had. Oh, for sure. Um, this will be your time to maybe pause right here, go listen to those That's episodes. A That's a really good point. And come back. Okay. Back to August Alcina. Girl, we had to get a drink for this one. <laughs> who, I mean, he probably should have been, he paid a visit after he uh, didn't understand the assignment. Listen, believe you me, he was paid a visit. And, <laughs> How you think he ended up on that red table talk? Jada's, was he, did he? Oh yeah, I guess, I guess I, was he? I don't remember that. Yes, you don't? No. Listen. I don't remember him. If you don't think Visiting. that Willard had something to do with that, you're I wrong. Those clips. Mm-hmm. I remember his clips when he was talking about what you know Jada wasn't going to do. Like what we're not going to do is one of those things. But because uh, you know he's a New Orleans boy. Mm, yeah. Okay. But uh, I, I actually don't, don't think I knew that about him. On the ta- I'm not sure if it's New Orleans. Well, yeah. Let me look. Yeah, he did it. But anyways, go ahead. What were you going to say? Um, so he should have been I paid just, a visit. I just, I just don't understand why that's um, content we need to bring up right now. But I think in a, in a, in a way, it's something else that people are using to, to as a weapon to uh, justify why Jada shouldn't have been defended, mm. and then also why um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I guess to to minimize Will's manhood in a way. Mm. It's like, well, you didn't do this when August was, you know, having sex with your wife and you're, 
So here's my question. So the way you analyze things is very, I think, unique in that like you have more of like that psychology and kind of like sociology kind of perspective. Why do you think it's so hard? You say that, but again, I am no scholar. I don't. I am just a scholar in training. But who says you? I am no scholar yet. <clears throat> do you need to um, Venmo me some money? So Venmo does like this it. thing that whenever I like uh, participate in self-deprecating behavior, aka what you I just did, to, <laughs> I have to send her five dollars and Venmo me. Thank you so much. Let me tell you something. These dollars are racking up. Okay. <laughs> no, but um, what I was gonna say is, is or ask you is, why do you think it's so hard during times like this, where like in pop culture, it's something so big and so consuming why is it so hard for us to view this in like a multi-dimensional view that's not the way we i don't think that naturally that's that's not the way we think we don't think in a two things can be true at once sort of way it's it's we, we have to everything is on this hierarchy mm. where we have to choose a priority or choose a side or like and it's but that's weird, right. especially because in this case this has nothing to do with that i mean i i think for me what it sounds like they are trying to say is kind of questioning like where will is like placing his like dis disproportionate like this, this, they say he was displaced anger yeah and also where his motivation is and in, in standing up for her yeah it's strange like pay attention now, baby. What's going on? i am still boxing people in the i am in your these bcb i'm telling you <laughs> Do we need to pause for a second? So no, you're all good. I promise. I'm here. Okay. Did you have any more comments on uh, Mr. Alcina? No. I don't think so. Now, listen. And, and, and going... Now, let's get to Will now. Because what's the lady's name? Marco Robbie? Yeah, you just told me about this was, girl. Uh, she was his co-star in both the film Focus years ago and then also in Suicide, 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 <laughs> Suicide Squad. That it is yeah. not uncommon knowledge. That, that she was one of his girlfriends uh, during that time of separation, but we don't really pay attention to that part. Yeah. We just blame Jada for cheating in an open marriage. Again, a, a, when we talk about this new version of informed consent that white women have created, they, they were, they were, they were in a consensual open relationship. Oh, like, so yeah, it's like they're comparing, consent. yeah, like they're comparing like apples and oranges here. It's very weird. That's kind of how I feel. It's, it's kind of odd for me. It's kind of odd for me. Here's the thing. And I do not, I do not talk, speak openly about like any of the occult things yeah. that I'm just kind of, I'm just interested in a lot of things. I mean, talking about world religion, occult studies. I mean, just everything. So I just like to learn different things. This is what I will say though. The fact that that had to happen that that night it's not the first time will has been clown he too is a comedian mm, true but the fact that that had to happen that night in the way that it happened because there was time between yeah. will leaving his seat and making it up on stage to chris that he could have decided to do things differently yeah but it happened that night in yeah that way <laughs> yeah this time I'm like, this something about this, and I'm waiting for some people to come on board and give their perspective. But I'm like, this here was cosmically aligned for sure. I, I, th so you know, I'm that's not my you're teaching me about like just astronomy and 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 astrology and like all that stuff. And so, like, and religion, yeah, well, you, you I know, we about kinda, the religion we kinda, stuff, we, but we, we meet 
in the middle, I think, there. Yeah. So, like, you're saying, like, literally, it's, like, written in the stars probably for him that, like... Actually, somebody pulled up his chart on TikTok. I should have sent it to you. Mm. I don't know. I've seen a couple. I've seen a couple um, people, like... And it makes sense because, you know... Yeah. Um... So one of, and one of the things I think people have been confused about is the fact that when um, Chris first made the joke, the camera panned to Will and Jada, and Will kind of laughed. Right? Mm. They're like, "Well, he laughed first, but then when he saw the, you know, most people are attributing to when he saw the pain in his wife's eyes, you know, that made him. Yeah. Which, yes, definitely. I'm. It, it, that is that could definitely be true, but I think for me, when I look at that. I'm like, that was more about his vindication. Like Will for so many years, and we were just talking about this a second ago, Will for so many years has been the palatable yes. black yes. representative yes. for the culture. He's been the quintessential black poster boy mm-hmm. for the black community. And and I think in ways he's had to stifle a lot of that like 100%. West Philly in him, or even just, you know, the blackness in him, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, and if you listen to his speech, when he talked about sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, in this business, you have to get used to people talking crazy about you and you just have to kind of pretend that it's okay. It so when I see that, yep. for me, it was like exhibit A of him trying to laugh it off and pretend like everything was okay. And then him being like, you know what? No, fuck this. Well, everybody has <laughs> a breaking and all, point. And I think this. what's so strange is the conversations um, amongst a lot of non-black people have been talking about the behavior and not the antecedent. Like what triggered this behavior? And again, I am not somebody that is preaching this whole, I don't condone violent or that I'm, that's not my belief because again, I believe that is very nuanced, but I think for me, especially for a lot of these BCBAs, for them to not be looking at these like environmental variables, it's strange to me. Um, and I think one of the biggest disconnects between white people and not and other non-black people and this specifically is um, the fact that we know that black people don't get to be angry, um, especially not in front of white people. And we know that we don't get to show really any kind of emotion unless it is emotion that is making us small Mm -hmm. in front of white people. Mm -hmm. And it's just so and, and I think what white women in particular are doing is just like, you know, a feminist would. Um, team womanist here, look it up if you don't know. Um they are centering is literally womanist. That movement just came out of the feminist movement because white women, you know, were racist. Mm. So there's that. It's all inclusive. That, but it's specifically centering the liberation of black women. Oh, okay. All black women. Um, I think what white women are doing is what they typically do, which is centering their gender and their gender um, experience, right? Because we know, and white women don't ever let us forget about white men, and, and, and the kind of effects that whiteness, white men specifically have on them. And I think that that's what they were trying to do, kind of going back to like this whole, like them bringing you know, up- Me too sort of way. That again, they do not credit like, the founder. Like shit out of Jada on the show. And like, they don't minute, credit that Me Too. Uh, that's a, listen, I could just, let me just, I'm um, a digress, I'm a digress. Here's what I could, <laughs> like, 
here's what actually what you were just talking about just now made me think i'm like you know what and i haven't seen a single mlk quote and i'm proud listen and i'm proud and how you were talking about how you um could not preach what was it non-violence non-violence or non-violence how i don't preach non-violence you're you're with efficacy yeah, at all okay. about it. Because you want to know why? Non-violence, baby, because I'd be, I'd be a whole hypocrite. That's what I'm saying. Because my entire life, I have been. I mean, I think in the womb, and and probably until the day I die, I am more Malcolm X and MLK. hundred percent. I have had will moments, but it has always come from a place of leave black women the fuck alone. alone. It shouldn't be hard. I am, and to be honest, again, from like this behavioral perspective what you were just alluding to speaking of will and what we at least know of his public persona he's tried and exhausted these reinforcement strategies and people mm. keep playing and we know that one uh that's what you're supposed to do before you insert a punishment procedure excuse me for burping excuse me <laughs> who this white club and guess what he inserted that punishment procedure do you think that chris rock will ever ever disrespect his wife again no efficacy i'm not saying that it was quote unquote right i'm also not saying it was quote unquote wrong what i am saying is stop fucking with people specifically black people more specifically black women mm -hmm. like i just i don't understand why it's hard especially when the same people that are preaching out against this have the audacity to be posting about beyonce's black centered performance and attaching it to their whiteness like stop like it's all these like disconnects and like this level of Dissonance. dissonance that i'm just like no no and also while we're here with the violence i just also want to say one thing i'm so uncomfortable this is a side note but i do think it needs to be said i am wildly uncomfortable with all of these aba memes using that the you know the meme that has come out with will slapping chris attributing that to their clients i just want to be very clear because all of y'all claim that y'all were also listening and learning to the neurodivergent specifically the autistic community the past two years your clients are not inherently violent your clients are not your as an rbt you also or a bcba you also are not inherently non-triggering you trigger the fuck out of people but like every think, action from a behavioral perspective not only has an equal and opposite reaction from a like the physics perspective but it also has an antecedent like stop stop talking about your clients in this kind of way it's very very gross it's very ableist it's very disgusting and then again and white that it's it's just very like just please stop I, we could have a whole i'm gonna do you think that i think that think white people that think they're funny and you want to know what i, I think that, that it keeps on getting reinforced <laughs> by the likes and the shares and it's not funny but do you think they think that deeply into it no before? they don't that Period. that in and of itself is one of the big issues and the reasons why whiteness and again this this concept of whiteness is so maintained y'all don't have to think before you act and your actions have an effect on various people like stop doing that stop stop stay out of our business you don't know the nuances Stop posting the shit, attributing it to your workplace as though your clients are inherently violent. Like, stop. 
when is what is it gonna take for y'all to like do better? I don't know, but don't seriously, think, stop. I, I think we're several generations away from that. Truly, um, and one of the things I keep saying is, um, <laughs> folks saying, "Well, if if Chris Watt was white, do you think Will would have done that?" Let us not forget when Willard Smith slapped that reporter on live television on the red carpet for also playing too damn much. Yeah. Let's not, I don't think Will is above slapping someone black or white. Truly for being disrespected. Like, stop. Babe, I need you to, you gonna focus? I am. Mm. I'm here. I mean, you were, those fingers are going. But you, you see how me? I'm still here? Okay. <laughs> let's take a little, a let's take a break. So you can TKO some folks. BRB. All right. I'm back. I took my break. I needed to have that break and I am ready to focus, baby. Next point. Get it. One of the things that made me sad though was uh Quest Love's win for the documentary Summer of Soul. So Quest Love is a member of a band called The Roots. And Quest Love has just really been a huge advocate for black entertainment. He um, had a huge role in getting Janet Jackson inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He got a hold of this footage from years ago. Um, it was there was a festival. It was like the Black Woodstock, a festival that had three hundred thousand attendees and so many big names in soul and R and B and blues music showed up and performed at that festival. And somehow it was not televised. It wasn't televised. I think it was televised, but it was like, you know, the late night hour when no one's watching and no one has even heard of this thing. So somehow they dug this old footage up in the basement. Questlove got a hold of it. And then he made this brilliant documentary on it. And it won an Oscar. And this happened directly after the slap. And I think that it really diminished his moment. And that did make me sad. I think for me, what I feel uncomfortable attributing the diminishment of that directly to the slap. And I think the reason why is because, and again, maybe like definitely call me out. Like if I'm like thinking too deep into this. It's like kind of thing where it's like nobody would really... Well, no or care. Not necessarily that, but I think for me, I think we kind of have to talk about why as a nation we decided to reinforce like by all of this attention the slap and not something like that. Or the for other sure. people who also won disingenuous journalists. You know what I mean? Honestly. And it's kind of like this this cult like this uh shock culture that like social media, I mean it's fast. Like literally before the Oscars were even over, people were like already making like songs uh, like with Will's voice about this on TikTok. Like it's really, really fast. And I think like the issue kind of with social media is like, it literally is like what you give attention to is being like magnified. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that there were enough people. And I I'm, I don't know if I kind of feel comfortable even saying this because I'm still working through my thoughts, but I don't know if there were enough people who were like pushing for other things about the Oscars to be, like like to give that much attention to like quite literally my entire timeline across various apps were just this oh, yeah. and then it wasn't until today that people were like 
okay, so are y'all still talking about that? What about blah, blah, blah? And it's like, well, why didn't y'all talk about that last night? And again, I'm not, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of like jumbling my thoughts. No, but did, does that kind of make sense? Where, like I imagine uh, the entertainment sections of like these newsrooms, like just going bananas, trying to yeah, get Yeah, like trying to like minute by minute up. when really they could have decided to extinguish that and promote you know, this here, but it's all for ratings. But also for us who are not getting paid off of this is offered that socially mediated attention. We are obviously going to get more social media engagement, sharing memes like about the slap Mm -hmm. versus uplifting the things that we really want to see. So it's literally like the same people who are like, this is so violence. I don't condone violence. Then why the fuck are you posting about it on your page? Mm-hmm. Why don't you be, why don't you post about the nonviolent people that you do condone? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Like, I think we have to kind of start really paying attention to how we're inherently reinforcing these things that we don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just kind of wonder if this is like an example of that. I don't know though. I'm just going to say that absent of Chris, mm-hmm. it is good it, for me. It was good to see Will in a real, like, fuck it all. In a human way. Moment. Yeah. Yeah. Human. Yep. yep. But you got to be ready for the fallout because goodness knows you don't think so. It's, but I think, it's, like, the Academy has to. A hundred percent him in some way. Yeah, in a way that they again are that, and you know it's going to be disproportionate. But it's also, but we also know it's going to be disproportionate because he's still black. And I think for me, that's the issue. I also feel like, as a country, we are so uncomfortable with like seriously, like with black emotion. That yeah, they are going to have, and and again, I. Because I don't want to sound like I'm like, (laughs) girl. Why did I just? I'm sorry (laughs) to interrupt you, but. It's to your point, though, when you were like, we're so uncomfortable with black emotion. I was looking at this. Um, I, I can't I don't think it was a director mm-hmm. who was like, he could have killed him. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, like, meanwhile, y'all man, literally sold out. I'm like, listen, he wasn't he's not Mike Tyson. But who did you hear is coming out with candies that are shaped like an ear? No, I did. And I, but I did also, again, miss me with the violence shit when like pro football players are li- I, I just I can't anyways um I don't know I just feel like black emotion like it's just it it's very hard for me to be honest because as unpolitically correct as I am I understand with this platform to some degree I need to be and it's just hard for me to talk about this in like the the way that I probably need to for in the sake company. of this platform um yes in mixed company but what I will say is is that the same way that the Bill Cosby's, the Harvey Weinstein, since white women want to bring them up, were, Girl, repeated, were repeatedly invited back, not only to the Oscars, Woody but Allen. to every single they, right about that. to every single set setting, movie setting, movie, um, uh, what are they called, uh, where they shoot movies? Um, set? Set. I said setting, and I was like, that didn't sound right. Um the fact that none of those behaviors and literally if you take any kind of deep dive into like that Hugh Hefner uh, documentary that's on this shit has been going on. Their violence has been going on for years. Don't talk to me about violence 
when when it is so clear you want to talk about violence when you have the Johnny Depps who are victims of violence mm-hmm. and and they are like you we I'm sick of us disproportionately kind of choosing you know what I mean and so I think for me what's going to really enrage me I'm sure is again how loud his repr- her, his reprimands are probably about to be mm-hmm. what I do know is though for me in my house as a married individual, number one, for him, like it would be worth the reprimand. I'm never, ever going to allow anybody to disrespect me or mine, especially publicly in the face of some white people to make them laugh. Yeah. No, but also classism, they're going to be okay. But I'm not trying to like, you know, <laughs> but I just, I just want to be clear. They're going to be okay. Day. Yeah. Let's, can we, can we uh, talk more on the violence? Mm-hmm. That seems to be the, the war cry. Literally. <laughs> Out here is violence a is fucking not the war cry. And it comes mostly from, uh, from what I've seen, the white community, which I think is odd. Yeah. Because I think that many white people find that it is acceptable in many cases, against black people, mm-hmm. but in this case, yep, yep. Tell me what bothers you so about this? Um, because it just has white womanness no, all I mean, over I mean it. Them. Oh, because yeah. I'm about to say because yeah, I think them. I've been clear about. Like, tell me what me. bothers yeah. you about this. Do you want to know what has what's bothered them about it? Because it happened in what they consider is their house. We're allowed to be violent for entertainment. We're allowed to be violent, essentially, when it is benefiting whiteness. Or and on that, the seething end of violence. That, and that spectacle, what they they thought was a spectacle, number one, it wasn't planned. That Those weren't, they, they that wasn't a puppeted thing yeah. like fucking Chris Rock's um, joke was. And because of that, when white people can't benefit off of the things that they taught us to be, and when they don't, in my opinion, when they don't benefit off of us, period, it's an issue. I think one of the things that, when I think about Chris Rock. I'm sorry, you know what it reminds me of? It kind of reminds me of, like, BCBA's discomfort with the anti-ABA movement. Mm-hmm. It's like, they can, t- like, autistic people and their parents can, like, grow up and they can talk about and, like, literally, like, give us all, like, feed into our God complex. Mm-hmm for for a lot of our ableist practices because if we really want to be honest the reason why we have this god complex is because most of us because of how ableism works we are we think almost on this like subconscious level that our clients are less than us due to their disability Mm -hmm. so of course when we somehow make them quote unquote less disabled that's going to make us feel good and it's only when these people are on all of our statuses, on all of our posts, on all of these TikToks being anti-ABA, we're pissed off that we taught them how to talk. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly oh, what is happening with this. And I, I think that's what I mean. Like, these nuances are deep. Intersectionality is a real thing. And it's so deep. And you can't there's so many things like admittedly, even this analogy that I'm making right now, because I am an abled body. I mean, I have some level of neurodivergence, but I don't claim to be neurodivergent, but because I have this inherent level 
of privilege within my ableism, ableism um, like I could be getting this wrong even now and somebody will rightfully so be able to check me on that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I have no like, what is that qualms about that? Like mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like I'm open to that. But I don't, I think something like whiteness is so insidious that, like, I don't think white people, even the well meaning white people, probably in this lifetime. Oh my God. There's a disconnect with self awareness there. Deep. Um, What do you think of a lot of people saying that Chris Rock is a real man and he's professional? in the way that he responded. He's a man of honor because he didn't respond. Again, uh-huh. dismissing the antecedent. I think that they should keep that energy and bring circle that back to their argument about why Will did not publicly disrespect August Alsina. I think if we're talking about restraint and we're trying to talk about professionalism and we're trying to talk about maturity, you cannot, it's like a, like you cannot praise Chris mm-hmm. in this instant and disrespect Will in this August Alcina. Like you mm-hmm. can't like, and like it's, it's, it's it not, doesn't, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. What would you say to them? No, I, I, I have no, I, I asked you because I don't think I, I formed the words yet. It's strange. I mean, I think the reality is this. I also think that, and again, I don't believe in praising a fish for swimming, Although I feel comfortable saying this because I don't know if this is necessarily praising a fish for swimming. Because also, when it comes to Chris, I could never. Um, (laughs) I could never. Just like as like a natural instinct, I could never. We would have had to close the curtains. Well, you know, let me not say that. I'll be honest. I've been hit in the face once by an ex, and it caught me in front of in front of people. It was. It was awful. Oh, and it caught me so off guard. Actually, like it was a slap. Mm-hmm. And it caught me so off guard that my reaction was not. You're just done. Like, You're literally. Like, you know what I, I mean? And so I, so I also, I want to be clear. Like, I don't, I, I want to give room for humanity because literally I've been in that situation. Yeah, Obviously not on the outskirts. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I want to be clear yeah. about that. Um, but I also think men especially kind of have this way of like taking their emotions out on each other in a violent way and being able to just kind of get over it because again men are conditioned to be inherently violent so I don't uh, so I don't know like I don't I just I don't know if he was professional or or whatever but I do think that he was humbled. I do think that, again, it was an effective punishment procedure. Um, and I also think that due to their class and the years of them both being in the business, they probably had a conversation about it after the fact. Obviously, they both at this point have come out with like with their public apologies, both of them apologizing to each other. And that, that well, to I, me, is I one of the things I really liked about been, Chris. That confirmed that that was Chris Rocks, if it was, if it was oh, really? authentic apology from him. Well, no one on his team has claimed that I mean, who, as of yet. Oh, as though like he wasn't the one who said mm-hmm. it. Oh, I see. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I have a feeling he was more so stunned versus stunned. like being professional. Because who, you know, I I think or maybe both. Because I don't know. what we're thinking is, you know, uh, Will, because he's a comedian, he's gonna get up there and you know maybe right. smash the mic off his collar. And that's what we should name this episode. What happens when the the com- the the uh, comedian isn't funny? 
or when the joke's on you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hello. And I think everyone probably imagined that Will was going to go up there and, and make some joke about Chris. And when you just get slapped yeah. at the Oscars, you're probably like, what do you do? I guess let me just try to stumble through reading off this teleprompter. Well, and even like when Will like walked back to his seat and which is like screaming, like, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I think there was still like this level of like kind of shock where it's like, is this real? Um, you know, because that's just so unlike, again, for as far as his public persona, unlike Will. I don't know, though. I feel like I think the issue with all of this is that white America has taught us that there are only certain versions of blackness that we have and they tend to be in these extremes. So you have the Kanye's and the Will Smith's you have who, you know, we, uh, we perceive L Jackson that, and, and then Denzel you have like Washington's, that. And, and then, then you have, have like the Bill Cosby's pre, you know, the me too movement, or at least I'll say pre my knowledge, uh, my public, my knowledge, like of the, the rapes and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. It's like, we just have all these versions just like, you know, and, and so I think for me, it's like, I think what we kind of have to do is again, like bring the humanity back where this is like a yeah. human that was just slapped. And this is also a human that was disrespected. And I think for me, even now I feel guilty that this whole interview has not been about Jada, the woman that we really should be centering. Because we said this last night, we were we like, did. Lord, is Jada okay? Has anyone checked on Jada? We did. Like, is Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and we still don't know. Yeah. All this tussling that we're doing in the comments and we still, no one is even, you know, on my feed, I said this last night, on my feed, there was no commentary about how Jada might be doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think KP's post was that late last night was or was it this morning? Just I can't today. remember. It was yeah. the first person. Shout out to KP. Um, I wish off the top of my head I knew KP's uh, plug. KP is a life coach out of Detroit. Um, an author. author. Um, I put it in the show notes if I remember. Um, but yeah, so shout out to KP. Um, I think she was the first person that was like, has anybody actually checked on Jada? And I mm -hmm. think even that, like you want to talk about these like nuances that in and of itself is so indicative of the patriarchy, right? Like, like but we, the black woman, y'all, yeah. this is, this is, it was about the black woman. Why mm -hmm. are we not talking about? And also, and I need to correct myself it. for me to be like, that was an effective punishment procedure. What we also have to remember is, is again, kind of tying in the ABA part of this. It needs to be socially significant to the client. So in this case or to, you know, whoever. So in this case, if we imagine Jada as being the client, mm. um, to you know or or you know somebody in that one of the clients i don't know it's really like wasn't effective to her you know that. i just really don't imagine though i can't see hood ass jada listen going off on will in the elevator about this i i just can't imagine it i can imagine her being like no nah, will get that no nah, will but i can't imagine her i've gotten that, that you know before. what i mean like me <laughs> yeah mean, I, i've gotten that from you yeah, yeah now nah, will you yeah. know you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> shout out As to all. I've, I've had some real moments. But again, I think too, like, and I also, one of the things I just want to also add here is like, there's also these people who believe that Will's actions were kind of in this like patriarchal way of mm. like protecting. It's not a real word. It's not a word. Protecting his wife. And I think for me, I didn't. 
and maybe this is just some, again, something I need to work through myself. I think for me, like, I think the art. Oh, in a way of like, oh, protecting his black Yeah, and it's like, no, it's the bystander effect. Like, can't no land. And it's like, no, it's literally to me about the bystander effect. Mm -hmm. Nobody should be able to disrespect me in the presence of anybody that claims to love me. Period. Period. Like, nobody. Um, And also, black women especially do not get to be angry. So, could Jada have done that? No. Right. Like, no. Think about the fucking Taylor Swift shit. Like, and also, even that, this is something I'm just thinking of. Chris Rock is not getting that sympathy that that white girl got when Kanye... Listen. simply pulled the mic and this is what i'm saying black people we don't get and this is why white people need to stay the fuck out of this conversation and out of our business because there's so many so nuances so literally people the are talking about chris the world went to immediately coddle taylor swift That's and so meanwhile true. we're so like true. chris i wish him Okay, like, and it's, and again, we don't get to be human. Will doesn't get to be angry. He doesn't get to be outraged. Jada doesn't get to be offended. Yeah. She doesn't get to be sad. Even fucking Lupita, she's now a meme and it's funny, but it's like, she doesn't even she get to be, be shocked. shocked. Yeah. Chris can't even get to be surprised without a meme now. Yeah. Like, and it's like, meanwhile, Taylor, Taylor's to- career, like, yes. like skyrocketed. Because Kanye simply interrupted her on fucking MTV at that. Like, we don't, and that's what I'm saying, like, it's so much. It's so much. That's a lot. I'm going to drink to that. Thank you so much. We'll be right back. Oh, Oh, you want to talk about one more thing? (laughs) You good? You just ended with no warning. Because I was like, this is a lot. This is deep. I just, like, came to me off the top of my head. good, yeah. You said something that really, first of all, you, that was point. You hear me? That was a word. Brie, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of deep sometimes. <laughs> when you mentioned Taylor Swift and Kanye, yeah, and then you mentioned how black people are just we're not allowed the room, the space, yeah. to be to emote, beings. yeah. And then it made me think about Chris Rock and his response. He's like, he wasn't allowed to be shocked. It's so true because Chris Rock, who has a majority white audience, same as Will, Will in ways, and this is why, and this goes back to my point about me being like, you know what, Will, good for you. Because Will has been the poster boy, like I said, he's for the black community, for white people. And he has kind of been the butt of jokes long before this Jada and and August thing for black people, because people have always felt like he wasn't black enough. Mm -hmm. Chris has benefited from having a majority white audience. Mm -hmm. That is where his quintessential, uh, quintessential poster boy um, thing comes in. So he too had to switch that on Mm -hmm. and read from these three from that teleprompter. And it's like, I wonder in ways how, that sense of being has affected him too throughout his career because it has to i think in ways like that will doing that last night was years and years Mm -hmm. it it was i think it was more than just jada but it was years and years of of wearing this burden that he's had 
to bear and him being an emotional being, it just got to a point where he's like, man, I'm in my fifties. Like literally fuck this. Yeah. I mean, even their relationship, like their marriage period, them even kind of allowing us to even be privy to some of these things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I think they probably as a collective and individually are tired. But Will Will has been clowned since, uh, parents just don't understand way back in the day when he was rapping and not cussing when Mm -hmm. he did wild wild west and that that terrible (laughs) movie and then that soundtrack will has been clowned by the black community you thought wild wild west was terrible the movie or the song the movie i mean it maybe wasn't his best (laughs) it maybe wasn't his best but i love will smith though me too um but i wonder how you got me to thinking how him being the quintessential why do i keep saying that quintessential it's, it's true um, I keep throwing an R in there for whatever oh. reason. Quintessential um, car- caricature. Yeah, legit. Yeah. <laughs> for, for white people, I wonder how it has affected him versus how it has affected Chris. Well, to be quite honest, I kind of want to. I want to kind of bring this back to you. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Oh, last, I've been that too. Or what? Well, that like last okay. week we talked about. Yeah, I don't know if you've been quintessential per se, but I think last week you know we kind of alluded to some of like the work woes. But I know that those obviously generalize, you know, everywhere. And one of the things that you are learning about yourself as you're kind of going deeper into like your birth chart and things like that is uh-huh. that you do have the kind of personality and you do have the kind of. Uh, um, just that that ability to literally be in all kind of crowds. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if like in, in full transparency, kind of being here has been one of the places that I think you've kind of expressed that it's really starting to take a well, toll on a, you. I had a will moment. Yes. I'm going to be, I, I had a will moment yeah. and it can't, oddly enough, this happened with a black man. Who was engaging in what? Who was engaging Anti- in anti-black Womanness. See, see, see what I'm or saying? Black womanhoods. No, whichever. Truly, the theme, the theme, the theme. But this gentleman, he, and, and I don't know, maybe one day I'll talk about it. Um, I'm kind of emotionally past it now. Well, no, maybe not. But this gentleman had, he didn't know me at all, but based on his experiences, he's mixed. Based, he's mixed, but like white adjacent mixed. Um, Meaning he probably. He's, his behavior seemed to align more with his, his whiteness. White, yeah. And so he has preconceived notions about black women. Mm-hmm. And black women can be on the receiving end of yes. his aggression yes. based on whatever his experiences in life have been. And he didn't know me. And he, he was a little bit aggressive. One of the most bizarre situations I've ever been in in my life. And don't like, downplay it. He wasn't a little bit aggressive. He was aggressive. He was aggressive. He was aggressive. And I, it was a, it was literally a will moment where there was a snap. Yeah, yeah. There was, there was literally a snap, and it was like, and it, it kind of was the same <laughs> in that between my chair and wherever he was, I could have decided to do something different. But there was literally no thought there. It was all this emotion. And and I have been in a lot of situations, the quintessential mm-hmm. black woman, in that if the black people need me to yep. to send a message to the white leaders, they're gonna you know, if they need someone to mm. send a message to the white leaders, they can send me in because I can articulate yeah, pal- pal- palatable. Palatable. I can. What did I say? No, 
You said palatable. Oh, okay. Because I can, you know, articulate the message. In the same way, if white people need me to reach mm-hmm. the black community or need someone to reach the black community, they can send me in because mm-hmm. I can send the message. And go ahead and throw on a lesbian card to the straight and in a way, community. Yeah. Yep. And yep. in a way, it can be so very isolating. It can be a burden. You are often misunderstood by both communities because mm-hmm. you are too much of or not enough of. And eventually you get to a point and, and I kind of had that moment here. You get to a point where you are like, fuck it, fuck it all. But there's a song by, and this is so random. There's an artist, her name is Elle Varner. And she has a song called, I want to say, it's called Fuck It All. And if you, <laughs> I want you all to listen to it because that song is a theme. You hear me? And I need to bring that back into my life. Yes, it is called Fuck It All or F It All. Anyway, um, I'm not sure where you were. No, I think that answers the question. It just would you agree that it's it's mentally taxing to be because you know so deeply impacted that you're so and it's I I imagine it's I mean I feel this way myself. I wonder if you do. If you've kind of concluded that it's so mentally taxing to be so deeply impacted by this white patriarchal, patriarchal. there you go, (laughs) homophobic, transphobic, anti-womanist system. Like it's mentally. And you are a part of these, you are a part of these communities being constantly marginalized yes. by the by the, by these communities that you belong to that you embrace yeah but you are not you are rejected by these communities like okay well where do if there are all of these different parts of me god damn it like where do, where I, do belong? I yeah uh-huh. where do i belong who loves me that you know what i mean yeah so in a way and it forces you to kind of rank i think i've talked about this on the show before it forces you to almost rank your your identities yeah. while also still experiencing both love and persecution from each of those identities. And to me, this is why I love Kimberly Crenshaw and um, her work on intersectionality, because I think it really does, you know, remind us that we can't, we are all of like, we're all, we're whole, right? We can't. Um, I just screenshot this from my Instagram. I saw this post yesterday and it really just spoke to me and it is literally where I am now. And I believe it is where you are, but I but feel free to agree or disagree. So this is by uh, Khadija A. Robinson. And it says, I want Black people to free ourselves from the shackles of caring what white people think about us as if they are the arbitrators of good behavior. Mm. She continues by saying, seriously, people who have committed genocide, assassination, war, slavery, and torture on every continent for the last several centuries are the first people to tell you violence is not the answer. I just want it to make sense. I believe that I am in a place where I'm like, if I'm not already there, I'm like just about there. And it feels so fucking good. I feel like me a year ago, I would have looked at this wheel situation. That's not true. Maybe not a year ago, probably you know, years ago, but I would have looked at, <laughs> I would have looked at this will situation or like real life will situations 
And literally being like, I would have felt like because these are black people that, that they somehow represent me and I somehow represent them and that I need to be like ashamed of these behaviors because of white people. Do you feel that way too? Where you're like, I am delivered. Like it's, it's real. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful place to be. I will not feel shame. Ever. I will not feel shame. I think where I'm conflicted though is, um, now, let me tell you something in my professional life, mm. because I work along, I work f- for and alongside yeah. and I have people who are underneath me who are from different mm-hmm. um, ethnicities. What I will, I will always be objective. Uh-huh. I will never, ever, ever bring my personal feelings about um, different groups yeah. into my workplace. However, where I'm conflicted is in my personal life because I have effectively distanced myself from a lot of people that I have been around for years and years and years who are not black. Mm-hmm. And that's been since we've been here. Yeah. Well, yeah, for the majority of the time we've been here. And it's because I'm entering this, I'm entering there these all these realizations where you're like, yes, these some of these people, the cultural I cannot, I cannot, I cannot. Um, it's, it's too much energy. Mm-hmm. It's too much work to be around people who don't understand the cultural nuances. Yes. And and it's evident in the way that they converse with me. Yeah. It's evident in the way that they treat, uh, they view my culture, view my yes. people. Even yeah. in, in somewhere in there, even the way they view me. Yeah. I can't, I don't want to be around it yeah. because it hurts me. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So in a way, but I also don't want to abandon because some of these people I've known I mean, over a decade. And, but it's like, I also am just like, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. Well, I mean, I think number one, I think that's fair. I think that's completely valid. And I think that again, even that is nuanced, right? That like, I think the reality is here, you are so deprived from people. Oh, Oh, (laughs) we dropped the mic. Y'all hopefully I didn't hear that. Um, (laughs) Probably. Yeah. You are so deprived of, like people who do understand you that it makes sense why you know you're like no like I really just need to be around people where I can just breathe and be and that's what I mean like I always say like uh, I feel like being black and being gay and being I'm sure like trans being non-binary being all of these things that we are made, we are, we have been lied to and made to believe, uh, typically due to religion, um, that, you know, are not the status quo. It makes our existence very conscious. And I I can, and it's like, we need that negative reinforcement. We need to feel relief around people. Um, and so, yeah, I, I say, I say all of that to say that I don't think that like you distancing yourself is probably going to be like a permanent thing. Um, I also feel like if they are also on their own journeys and doing their own work, they will understand. You know what I mean? Like, I think that they will, they will understand. I'm not going to say I doubt it, but when, when, when you don't have to, why would you? Well, if you, you, if you are benefiting from it, why on earth would you? Well, I just mean specifically. Unless you're people like Gabriella and Amber. And you know, Shout I love, I love my friends, but you also know, I don't, I know you give no, you give no, not no praising passes. them. Love y'all. And you, you know, no y'all my I, homies. I, I will. But, okay. Cause I, won't. I will. I have my reasons. I mean, I, will. I think for me, if, if, 
I mean, I tell them all the time, and it, but it's it literally like it makes me sad and it enrages me that truly, I'll say at least in my profession, there are two other white people in my life that are my friends. Shout out to KDD and shout out to Camp Dam. You know who both of you all are. Um, we have been having these kind of conversations quite literally since we met in elementary and middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are the only two white people in my life. Now, who, what kind of socialization background do they come from? Uh, we all grew up in Metro Detroit mm-hmm. in the I mean, suburbs. What teachings did they, they get from their parents? Um, KDD is definitely on her own journey. Mm-hmm. Camp Dam grew up in a household that I imagine just because words mean things, but you know, I don't believe this, but I imagine that they were very progressive, mm-hmm. but also willing to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're, we all grew up in the suburbs, um, an immense amount of privilege, an immense amount of racism, an immense amount of all the things. Um, but yeah, they are two people that like we've been really having these conversations like since middle school and they're still having them and they're still diving deeper versus taking this like, see, I've never been I'm racist con- account. Yeah. And that's what I love. That's where I'm conflicted, though, because we talked about, like, oh, there are no real allies. I don't believe. And then I, right. But then I'm like, okay, I'm going to give credit to these people here. But I'm also conflicted because I feel the same way. You know what I, I don't mean? believe. Like, uh. Well, be clear. I want to be clear. And and uh, Amber and Gabriella specifically understand this. I don't believe that they're allies. I don't believe yeah, yeah. that there's a such thing as an ally in that the purpose of this label is to is, is to label them as an other from who they're supposed to, who they inherently like, are no, no. that's it's, like it's, me like i don't believe shove, yeah i don't want anybody to ever try to employ me as like this like quote-unquote like progressive like bcba no because as, as a human being there are certain things that i should just believe in my opinion mm-hmm. and i should be practicing and I should be practicing to have to have and maintain that belief. I think people like Amber and Gabriella, um, I think they understand that. So yeah, I, but and I say that to say like, and again, not to compare like your friends to my friends, but I think if you were, and I wonder, and maybe this is something we can ponder, and then we'll um, we'll be right back and then we'll wrap up the show. Um, yeah, it actually has been. Maybe we'll just wrap up the show. You agree? We'll, we'll wrap through. up the show. I have show. one more question, though. Oh, okay. Um, what I was going to say is, bless you, maybe you could, that's Thank something you. that you can kind of discuss with those people you're distancing yourself from. And that's the thing. I'm going to do the work to do that. Hmm, okay, well. Sure don't. Cool. <laughs> All right, last point. What's up? Because most of them, and I say this because most of them are in the military, mm. and that <laughs> oh. point, you know what I mean? Enough yeah. said? Okay, enough said. Girl, can we talk about the generational responses you know what i'm uh, listening should we take a break and come back will, will that take probably like 15 minutes well no let's just uh let's i think we should, you're right no you, no you no, said no. let's take a break and i was like no let's roll no, no babe let's roll with it let's do it we're here okay we're here we're queer bam last last thing fist pump girl they just be embarrassing me you supposed, <laughs> you supposed to like have my back um generational yeah honestly everybody like my parents ish age and above they they absolutely have a, a vastly said, different belief yeah. than what we've talked about I said, this I whole said this thing. On your post. I said those who are steeped steeped in in middle to senior adulthood because they, they really believed that respectability politics that. are what made our lives better than theirs. That. They really believe that. that they are more concerned with how we looked in front of in front of people. 
that had us in chains. Like, this makes no, like, I mean, but really, I'm sorry. Like, like, no, like, but, and again, but I think, I think that's just it. Like, I do think sometimes we all hopefully kind of get to this point of like an awakening where you're like, kind of like with COVID, you know how COVID kind of changed a lot of our thought process processes about like money about jobs about where we're like yo this shit's a scam like i'm gonna live there comes this point i think that in every generation we talk about this and i think you and i have talked about how um how it's literally written in the stars you know for all these generations to kind of become allegedly or or in theory rather like more and more like awakened Mm -hmm. i think we are that generation we were really starting like pulled like, like the lid minute. like what's going on and i think like this gen z TikTok generation they're like yeah we're not we're not, doing we're, we're not. We're not doing you know what we actually are gonna do we're gonna make will go viral and we're gonna make it a song and we're gonna dance to it because y'all will not <laughs> that. forget that he disrespected this black woman you know what i mean like and and but this dissonance because you know a, a lot of my facebook I feel like Facebook is like that for me at least like that that social media where like it is like more like your friends your family or whatever Girl, these black church folks, yeah. they are mad at mad, Willard. Mad. And I am not. <laughs> I am not. It's interesting, though. Respectability politics, I just, I don't think that, especially, again, when just last year, we were hashtag Oscar so white boycott, as though a whole bunch of black people was watching the Oscars anyways. But, but I'm like, we're, but our, you know. our, our elders were not concerned with how the white folks were looking in front of the white folks when they did the White House like that. Do you see what I'm saying? Like dissonance. <laughs> like, but they were like, they're like, and this is why black people will never get ahead. And dissonance. This is why we, and dissonance. I'm like, who are we? Who do we need to prove ourselves to? That who, I what, asked somebody. What are we trying to gain? This girl was like, these I don't have anything to say if you're telling me that you know having class is rooted in anti-blackness. I said, girl, who defined class? That. In relation to the white ass ops, ops, like girl, and you, I was about to say something. Let me, but girl, <laughs> like I, I just, again, so it's a liberating place to be in when you are literally like living. And like I think for me, like that's the beauty of Black Joy. For me, a lot of my Black Joy is so now deeply steeped mm-hmm. in my blackness versus in finding ways to find joy in spite of whiteness or find joy in where you were taught to Oof, girl yeah shame, you right? know what i mean like we're just waking up today and being like uh-uh uh-uh all y'all gotta do is mind your business mm-hmm. instead of black business mm-hmm. i don't care <laughs> about what y'all think he did because a lot of y'all's thoughts are literally because he did this in front of white people. There are literally, do you, you we've all seen it. There are literally smacking contests. Yeah. I, those like, are, those are so uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. But do you see what I'm saying? And again, I do understand but like I, time and place. Sign up for that. I, I, yeah, I, but that's I, what I'm saying. I do understand time and place. I understand stimulus control. I understand but all of that. But again, it's disproportionate. The only reason why these slapping contests are even profitable is because white people has, have deemed them so. Yeah. Deliver. Deliverance. I want deliverance for all of my people so bad. But the boomers... The Gen X's, they were raised in a society, a black society, where we had to be 
small. We had to make ourselves small. Absolutely. Because we don't want to be those black people. Absolutely. And it's still kind of like, it's very evident in their responses to the situation. They're like, just look at us. And you're like, and, and, and now, so let's now let's transition to us, right? The elder, at least the elder millennials and the, and the, and the middle millennials, when the 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 boomers and the uh the gen x's are like just look at us we're like yes just that look. that look we're proud i'm proud yeah look and again us. i'm proud if you fuck around you will, you find, will out. find out like seriously we are, we are like absolutely girl and you Most know white us. women have you heard them pointing that on tiktok girl i don't want to talk about it okay <laughs> and then when you look at and i don't and i'm very confused about this because when you look at the who is this behind this disease mm. And the younger, yeah, the baby millennials, yeah, are like, we ain't slap August Alcina like that. And I'm like, focus, focus. Well, you know team. what it is though. I feel like actually it's our peers who are saying that. I haven't really heard. I haven't seen a lot of like younger people I've saying seen a that. Lot of the, no, you know who I've seen. I'm gonna be honest, and that's all I'm saying about it. I have seen our black male peers the, saying well, this. The cis and the cis male the peers, or yes, the cis het. Black men hit of various generations saying that. Yeah. And then also I have seen the babies say Really? This. Okay. Like, I'm like kids. Focus. Y'all are supposed to be better. But we come on. That wasn't even on the internet, then no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um again, I think I think for me, like I think that it's really interesting just kind of seeing the differences of thought in in you know various generations. I really feel very happy that I saw so many black men discussing protecting black women mm. and not just their black women or their black woman, but black women, period. I love seeing that. I love seeing black women like advocating for ourselves. It just today, aside from you know, a few of the non-Black people being either in my inbox or on my status. Um, I just felt so much joy, though, that as I feel like as a collective, I saw so many Black men and Black women really, like, come together. Mm -hmm. um, and all of us, like, collectively were like, no, fuck what some of these people are saying. No. You know what I mean? I loved that. I think for me, like, and I think we're that gathering me the, rest of, the rest yeah. of the Yeah. And again, like, come on here. Uh -huh. I think, well, and we're calling them in. And again, I think that's, that's the beauty of blackness. We're so communal and we can, we can have varying degrees of things. But yeah, I mean, what a time. I think, um, what a time. I think, dang, I wish I had it pulled up. It would have actually flowed very well if I would have been prepared. I was going to say, I think, uh, Pastor Danny, um, which I highly Listen. recommend. I think everybody here, especially for my black brothers and brothers and sisters, please go follow Pastor Danny on Instagram. Her Danny. name is I know she's under Unfit Christian, but does she also have her own Instagram? Or is that uh, what you're looking at? I, yeah, I'm looking it up now because this lady here today I requested her uh, Cash App handle. Because I'm like, we must pay. Her and we Lady Speech Sankofa on um, TikTok. I really recommend like listening and uplifting Black women, like Black women voices. Please like 
truly. Yeah, so she's that's under, close with this. She's under unfit Christian. Okay, perfect. All right. You want to um, read? Is it too long to read, do you think? Um, I'll read it. It's a bit lengthy. Okay. It's four slides. No, three slides. Okay. She says. <laughs> Uh-oh. What? It's Is the, it bad? No. <laughs> if it's not appropriate or whatever, you don't have to. Yeah, because I think this is probably for the inner community. Okay, cool. More so. I'm all about that. Yeah. Okay, well, black people, go follow them. Um, white people, feel free, but pay them for their labor. And yeah, I mean, I just want to wrap up by saying that it is always free to um, stay out of black people's <laughs> business. Man. And um, yeah, black people, let's continue to really just contact some joy. Let's continue to, um, you know, discuss these nuances. Let's continue to uplift and love each other. Um, and really, I, I think more importantly, let's, we need to protect black women. Um all the jokes, all the whatever aside, like for real, like we need as a collective, like I, I firmly believe as corny and cheesy as this may sound, like the world will literally be a better place when we start to center the protection and the liberation of Black women. I will let you all, um, you know, hopefully read a non-American history book so you can, if you need to know where we all originated from, spoiler alert, it's from Black women. You That's need sad. to protect black women wakanda that that fictitious um depiction like that's real like as a world as a collective we need to center um in the protection of 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 black women All right, y'all, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining me on Love, Sex, and Applied Behavior Analysis, the podcast where pop culture and ABA meet. Bye.